0: Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, once again, your host. For the next 30 minutes, the next half hour, you've got me for free to treat as a career consultant, not your career consultant, not yet at least. To do that, you'll have to reach out to us. You can work with us, but you can find us on Instagram. Instagram. The handle is at corporate cowboys with a z. We're on Patreon as well. You can subscribe, twenty number of tiers there, and some of which will allow you a question and answer function. Mm. Obviously, you can write to us snail mail. Uh, might be for some your best bet because you could provide as much context as your heart desires. You can send us items. You can send us evidence. And send us, I don't know, fungible things. Questionable. (laughs) Questionable. Well, we'll just leave it at that. Questionable things. That's P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California 95741. We're on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We are on on X.com, formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) Right? The format of the podcast if you're not familiar with it we take questions from online reddit mostly from certain subreddits asking or yeah providing a, a prompt of source a, a, pr- a prompt of sorts that we could give some commentary on not professional advice right that's a legal disclaimer is that none of what I say should be construed as legal advice I don't promote any wrongdoing, any illicit activities, and nothing that my associates voice or post or share should be construed as legal advice either. Let's jump right in. Today's question is coming from r slash career guidance. And they're asking, what's a career path for someone who's stuck? What is a career path for someone who is stuck? It's a good question. I think for someone who's stuck, the career path is to get the fuck unstuck, right? <laughs> it's to do it moving, get ahead. I don't know, it seems like a, like a real broad question. And the prompt itself, the body on this prompt is not that big. So I think I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. And typically as I do go through it, I'll interject with some commentary or a little breakdown of how I would be treating this if the hypothetical client were in front of me and I could actually interview them in real time. So I give you a sneak peek at how a corporate cowboy thinks and how a career consultant works, how they operate. Now you could Be your own career consultant, but you have to have acquired enough experience, enough knowledge and and wisdom and logic and tact to bundle it all together and make something of yourself. That's what hustlers do. They can make things out of almost nothing, right? Very few can make something out of nothing. But when you're a corporate cowboy, when you are in the corporate world, you almost always have access to a little bit of something. And from that, you can make something better. Just making business better. <laughs> All right. So the question, the question, the, 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 this hypothetical client, we'll call them, starts as such. They write, I've been stuck for a while. I've made posts about it. I've whined about it for so long, but at the end of the day, it's my fault. The only thing I want to accomplish is to live financially free and take care of my family. Should I move to a big city spontaneously? As I am from a small town, it never changes. Most small cities stay the same, keep the same people, but these these big cities, but these big cities, are always improve, improving people? What? Are always. I don't know about improving people. <laughs> I don't know about improving people. Even in small cities, if they never change, if they're born the same and die the same fucking way, it, it doesn't mean that they didn't improve while they were alive. It doesn't mean that they weren't. that they didn't work to better themselves while they were alive. Right? Same thing goes for cities. Just because you see a lot of people, just because you see a lot of people, you hear a lot of voices, you see a lot of motherfuckers in the kitchen, doesn't mean something is getting cooked, okay? You You see a lot of fucking knives, spoons and knives and ladles, a lot of fucking pots and pans and dishware in the kitchen, a lot of fucking bodies in the kitchen, doesn't mean that something delicious is getting cooked up. Not by any extent of the imagination, right? You need people that are driven, You need people that are determined. You need people that are, that have a mindset for improvement, that are geared towards innovation, towards creative problem identification and creative problem resolution. Right? As I am from a small town, it never changes, they write. Most small cities stay the same. They keep the same people, but to these big cities are always improving people. Come and go are always improving. Okay, maybe they're they're missing some fucking punctuation there. That's not my bad. They're always improving. People come and go, and that's where the money is. Not, again, not always. Sometimes you're running on razor fucking thin margins. Whereas if you move to a smaller city, but you were an expert in a particular field, you were a specialist in, in a particular subject matter, then you could make money. You, you'll be sought after in your small city. You become renowned. I'm with the, with the internet now, with the advent of the internet. What the fuck is stopping you? You could be in a small city and have big city cats hitting you up, wanting your help, needing your work. But again, I don't know where this connotation that living in the big city is the best. It's not always the best. It just works for some. And sometimes it doesn't work for others. All right? They continue, I'm 21. I have no idea what I want to do. I'm the current assistant manager at a pizza place on nights and just got a banking job that pays better for the days. So they have a day job and a night job. During the day, they're a bank representative, a teller, maybe a a personal banker, maybe a business banker. We don't know. We don't know. During the night, they're an assistant manager at a pizza joint. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, any place you work is a good opportunity to be meeting folks, right? Okay, I'm the current assistant manager at a pizza place on nights and just got a banking job that pays better for the days. I start next week. They left here in parentheses. They start this banking gig next week. (sighs) Funny story, just real quick, anecdotal. I used to live on the West Coast, right? And uh, this was back when when I was catching cases, right? I've got a record. And, um, and after I resolved some of my records, I mean, after I resolved some of my cases and I, I guess I was paying my, uh, my debt to society, I was on probation and I applied to work at a bank, at a renowned bank, a well-renowned bank on the West Coast. This bank is so renowned. I mean, they could just open up checking accounts and no, not open up credit card accounts and extra checking accounts under people's names, just on the strength of of their name. Fucking gangsters. Until they got slapped with a fucking multi-million dollar fine, which at the end of the day is just a drop in the bucket compared to what they fucking collected in fees. Yes, this is the type of bank that would (laughs) impose uh, service fees service fees and administration fees for every little fucking transaction at their bank even having an account with them costs you money Like what kind of fucking service am I getting at the end of the year? Am I gonna get some kind of happy ending to bring in the new year? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just fucking bullshit Okay, so I apply to this fucking bank the bank with the fucking stagecoach and the horses and I'm going through the interview process and I went through, uh, through through two interviews, I believe. Through two interviews, this was—I think this was still for a fucking teller position. I don't even think it was for like a personal banker, someplace uh, a, a little deeper into the operations, into the service and operations of of it all. So I'm interviewing, and I think at the—I believe it was the second interview—they asked me. Um, what they see what i see myself doing in five years and i gave them a i mean at this point i was young i was young i wasn't as professional as i am now but i did have my eyes on big prizes and i told myself if i got this bank job i'll take it all the fucking way even at the at this bank that i was getting into i'll take it all the fucking way obviously obviously I'm not going to continue the same practice of fuckery that was going on, right? At every place that I've been in, I don't commit fuckery. I don't adhere to the um, the accepted practices, right? Because sometimes the accepted practices are what gets you caught up or what have you appearing corrupt. Sometimes the accepted practices are not beneficial are not mutually beneficial even if they are profitable in the short term and for many that's all they really want is to be profitable in the short term fuck seeding and fertilizing and watering and cultivating for the future for future yield what they want is immediate reaping they want to reap right now they haven't even sown shit they just want to reap it when if you know how to farm, you know how to cultivate, you need little to maybe no investment. Maybe. Maybe no investment. And still get returns in the future. But motherfuckers don't want to see it that way. I get it. Alright, I get it. Anyways. In this interview, uh, this bitch is telling me, this, this, yeah, this bitch, this woman is telling me uh, how, um, what, what I think makes me capable of taking this job and i I think at this time i was already like a service manager at a restaurant i was like a like a higher up manager i was working on the service side and on the operations side so i could manage both i could manage both I, i could act as manager on duty but i was more um oriented towards service so i mean we're talking customer service and banking is all about being personable right? Being sociable in order to build rapport, close with clients, and I don't know, get their money, invest their money, help them service, actually fucking service their accounts. Okay. Okay. She asked me, what what makes me think? Why do I believe that I'm suitable for this job? And I told her, word for word, I shit you not, I told her that I think this job was a piece of cake. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I feel like now that I said that, I feel like I've told this story before. It had to be in like oh, one of the earlier seasons, season two, maybe season three. Yeah, no, I, I told this woman, I think this job is a piece of cake. I enjoy talking to people. I, I'm sociable. I like the feeling of building rapport with someone who wants to do business. I mean, I gave her, I felt like I gave her a good spiel. What buried me was the fact that I said this job is a piece of cake. And honestly, it is. Obviously, it is. Unless you're a fucking pushover and you have your manager breathing down your neck, your middle manager at that, not even the fucking CEO. The CEO can turn a blind eye. Plausible deniability, 101. But the... Supervisor above you, the middle manager, could tell you, hey, I want to see a fucking quota. I want these many accounts open every month so we could meet our quarterly fucking quota, get bonuses and all this other fucking bullshit. And of course, that's why you see motherfuckers opening up accounts that don't exist. Taking advantage of people who are not knowledgeable of the system, of the process just outright exploiting them abusing them right that's that's financial abuse but hey far be it for me to pull somebody out of their corner office and decapitate them in the fucking hallway by the water cooler far be it from me to do something like that especially if never mind so i don't get hired or not even don't get fucking hired i don't get called back i don't think i get called back i don't remember getting called back i don't i don't need, i don't know if i was even emailed to say that they've pursued some other fucking candidate i don't remember the point is is that i didn't get hired right so they could have sent it they could have not either way i was gonna find out because i'm the type of motherfucker who follows up and wants feedback how was my candidacy How was the strength of my application? What could I have improved on it? So I called. I called and I asked. I told them, I understand that you may not be moving forward with me as a candidate for your open position there and I'd like to know what was it that was the the deciding factor to not hire me and what I could change in the future if I... Choose to apply and interview again. (laughs) This time I was a guy. I was a guy on the phone. Some dude fucking tells me that, uh, that I won't be able to apply again. Because I said, in quotes, or, and I quote, I said word for word, I think this job is a piece of cake. I don't know if that makes me a fucking sociopath, psychopath, or what have you. Unemotionable, unemotionable, fucking emotionally blunted, right? The point is that because I intimidated this bitch, right? When she asked me when she asked me where I see myself in three to five years, I straight up told her, I see myself in your position. <laughs> Alright, all right, maybe that was why she fucking blackballed me. But the reason that the dude read off to me on the phone was because this job is a piece of fucking cake. This job is a piece of cake. And it is, it is. What's so difficult about talking to people about their money, about helping them with their money, when you're in the job, when you're in the industry of helping people manage their fucking money. What's so fucking hard about that? All you have to do is learn first, get educated, get whatever training manuals, whatever information and knowledge that you need to really service the clients and let them know what products you have, what features it comes with and how it will benefit their livelihood, theirs and their families. You gotta be a fucking showman. You gotta have the gift of gab. You gotta be a hustler, know how to finesse. Even if you are a salesperson, even if you pretend to be cutthroat, you still have to be likable to close anything. Otherwise, it's armed robbery or financial abuse. Outright fraud. (laughs) That's right, we consult for CEOs too. We consult for the C-suite. So fucking tap in if you want. It doesn't have to be the organization. It can just be yourself. We help people at every level. Why? Because everyone is entry level forever. That's how a corporate cowboy thinks. You could be here one moment and clipped the next. How many heads do you think rolled when this fucking bank got hit with fines i mean it had to have been some motherfuckers down low on the totem pole the higher up you go the more insulation there tends to be but the more dirt there is the more dirt there is typically that i what i've seen is that it's folks on the ground floor that are face to face actually handling the public handling the client They move transparent for the most part. What they could improve on is their ability, their skill to talk, to open, to close, to upsell with the client, build rapport, get referrals. But then the higher up you go, the more distant you become from the ground. Now, I mean, I don't mean literally, because again, everybody's entry level forever, but it gets to motherfuckers' heads, and their head is in the fucking clouds, and they believe themselves to be untouchable until they come across a corporate cowboy who can walk them to the water cooler. (laughs) That's got to be code. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to make that. Some type of code. Get walked to the water cooler. I'll walk you over to the water cooler. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Alex is on fire tonight. All right. Well, back to our hypothetical client. This person is stuck. This person is stuck. What the fuck do they do? I got 10 minutes left. Let's make this good. They continue. They start next week. I have been working two jobs before. I have I have working, I have worked two jobs before, and it does suck. I've worked two jobs. I think I've held three at one point. It fucking sucks. But if you know how to negotiate for yourself, you can work them both or work all three of them and find time to sleep. I mean that's about it. That's about it. Don't think you're gonna be out in the fucking club. Maybe if you're young and you have like excess energy to fucking burn. But even then, even then, you will burn out quick. My bad, I'll stop doing that. You will burn out quick. But you can work two or three jobs, maybe one full-time and one part-time, or two part-times, or three part-times, depending on how you choose to distribute your free time with them. And you'll have time to eat, and you'll have time to sleep, but not much else, not much else. Depends on how critical your situation is, Maybe you need money bad and you're not a dope dealer or you're not a robber. You're not a, a jugger, a <laughs> fucking jug hitting licks, right? Maybe that's maybe you're not about that life. You've got integrity. You've got honor. I respect that salute. But this is where you negotiate with yourself. To find what time you have available to you and invest that into your career. Because it's all your career. It's all how you develop. Those two part-time jobs could become one full-time and one part-time. Those two jobs could become just one full-time, something salary. But you've always got to be thinking of improving and building on the skills you have already. They say, it does suck. It does suck, but right now I need the money. Hey, fam, I've been there. I also need a plan. I'm stuck where I'm at. I don't know what to do. But I think it's because I tried a lot. I tried a lot. Maybe they mean they've hopped around too much. There's a difference between um, job hopping And there's another difference between failure to start. And what I mean by start, it's just on your career. Maybe you're not taking your career seriously. You're failing to start your career, to move professionally. I mean, you can job hop from job to job if you're in the same industry or adjacent industries, or if you know how to translate your skills and abilities in one industry, into benefiting you for a position in a completely different industry. And that's possible too. But if, your job, if you're hopping from job to job and it's industry to industry and nothing is sticking, you're not retaining anything. Uh, I, knew, I knew somebody who, I mean, I knew multiple people because many people like this, I knew many people like this They would start at the job, they would collect the check for a couple of weeks. And if they didn't bounce because they were collecting unemployment or some bullshit or something else, I don't mean, I don't mean it's bullshit, right? I mean, a social benefit is a social benefit. Some need it. Some fucking don't. It is what it is. They would stick around for a couple weeks or a couple months, get money. And you would see, you would see maybe they weren't used to holding money. They weren't used to getting a regular paycheck. So when the paycheck came in, they fucking blew it on anything and everything. And it wasn't until they started crashing out that they just up and left. So they have no money coming in now. I mean, can somebody say crash harder? Damn. You're crashing out. You leave your job. You quit because you're i don't know you're too fucking hungover or you're or you know you're just it just started the lifestyle whatever lifestyle you're pursuing at the time began caving in on you you just stopped showing up for work it happens it happens not smart but it does happen so they say i've considered they write i've considered going back to school and fixing my grades and finding something in tech, but the job market is so competitive. All right, well, it sounds like our person here does not want to compete. They are non-competitive or uncompetitive. They're not a fucking competitor, right? So I feel like if they want to be financially free and support their family, they're a little... Far on, a little long in the fucking tooth to be thinking like this. Shit, maybe they got ADHD, ADD. Maybe they've got something that distracts them. Maybe it's something that's in their pocket or in their hand. It's got a black screen on it. (laughs) But if they have a family, if they have a wife, if they have kids... Pick something fucking pick something and stick with it. Otherwise, you'll see yourself just falling by the wayside in every job you have, believing that you can't hold the job, that you're not capable of doing so. Anybody can hold the job. They just got to be committed. They have to be determined. They have to have some internal convictions that keep them motivated. Otherwise, again, you're you're liable to stumble and fail on your own professional development. (laughs) I've considered going back to school, fixing my grades and finding something in tech, but the job market is so competitive. I don't wanna follow my passion because I don't believe that is the way to make money. Any tips would be helpful. Again, we would ask what their passion is. We want to know maybe it is possible to make money with the passion, at least what they're passionate for. One never knows. What I would worry about <laughs> is keeping that that passion live and not allowing it to dry up. I mean, something's got to motivate you. If it ain't your family, I mean, I feel bad for you. It should be family first. I'm going to be honest with you. This may be why I know some associates who, who don't have families or who don't have girlfriends. They're very committed to the work. Almost Straight edge, we'll call them. They're very one-track minded and it's typically about business or money moves. And allowing, allowing that motivation to escape or allowing that motivation to, to never come into fruition to never manifest itself i mean it, it says a lot about a person it says a lot about their parents but more than anything i feel like it says a lot about the person because they could have came up with shit parents with poor examples for parents and still make something of themselves Sometimes it takes a little bit longer but if they have outside examples of what is a professional, how to improve professionally, how to be a better person of business <laughs> <laughs> then that's all worthwhile. How much time I got? It's about 30 30 minutes right there you think you're stuck nah you can't fathom what it feels like to be stuck man you think you're stuck nah nah you're just at an inflection point you are at a fork in the road and you must make a choice you see you take the blue pill i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding No, um, yeah, no, you're at a fork in the road. You've got a choice to make. It's either a move to advance or no move to advance, right? Again, not making a move is making a move. Choosing not to do something is a choice. And either you're moving up and getting ahead or you're just sitting still, getting left. (laughs) You really do pick the trajectory of your own career. Sometimes God blesses us with the power to pick the speed, the velocity, the angle. But you can at least start with the trajectory of where you want it to go, the approach and getting there. (laughs) I'll talk to y'all next time. Take care.